Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the kennel, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Hard times are inevitable, aren't they? Hard times are inevitable. But, but let me ask you this. Have you ever had a hard time during the hardest time you've ever had when they're not even related? I had one of those. I, I had one of those. And like probably the, the hard time, not the hard thing, because these are two different things. The hard time came right out of college. And um, by right out of college, I mean when they asked me not to come back. I've learned to say right out of college because people assume that you graduated. <laughs> well, I guess I did in a way. <laughs> no, I didn't get kicked out. I did pretty good in school. Uh, I wanted two things in the world at that point in my life. I was going to Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas, and I, I wanted two things in the world. I wanted to be a ranch cowboy and to marry my high school sweetheart. Well, I got good news and bad news with that. <laughs> um... Uh, the good news is the ranch would have taken her. The bad news was she didn't want the ranch. And so right out of college, I moved uh, not just away from home, but I moved to a place about six hours away, and I was the only one that spoke English on this ranch. And my heart was broken because uh, it was just supposed to be a summer job, and the girl that I wanted to marry said, well, if you go down there, you'll never see me again, and I haven't. I haven't seen her since. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, but today, we're going to talk about how to handle hard better, okay? Now, a couple of things to remember during this. Whenever I say how to handle hard better, I, I, th there's, no, there's nothing easy about this, okay? There, there's, no, there's no shortcuts. There's no, uh, you know, the big thing in today's day and age is hacks. There, there's no hack or anything. This is just how to handle hard better. They're not a shortcut. They don't necessarily make anything any easier. They just represent God's way of how to handle hard better, how to navigate those seasons of our life, and especially when it's a hard season and then something happens within that season that just compounds everything, right? So without further ado, let me tell you about the hard thing that happened during the hard time. So I went down there to the San Pedro Ranch, and some of you have heard parts of this story before, but, but never in totality. And um, <laughs> so I went to get on this horse one day, and, and I primarily worked with a guy named Antonio Gallegos. He was from Musquis, Mexico, did not speak English. And he wanted to learn English. I wanted to learn Spanish. And so since we worked together a lot during the day, uh, Antonio was the, not only was he uh, not the ranch manager, but he was kind of like the, the jigger boss, I guess you could say. He was the boss of the cowboys without being the ranch manager. And um, <laughs> he was also the head horse trainer. And the boss, the guy that owned the ranch was a polo player, and on his, he was on the same polo team as Tommy Lee Jones. So we had Tommy Lee Jones horses on the ranch and everything, and that's what I did in the morning. If we weren't 
if we weren't moving cattle, because it was a rotational grazing operation, uh, we had about, uh, if I remember right, about 1,600 steers that we would, it was, you know, we might leave them in a pasture one day. Uh, there was times even in small pastures, we left them in there for a morning and stuff like that. So we rotated cattle a lot. When we weren't moving cattle, we were training polo horses. And when I say training polo horses, I did not train a polo horse. I started colts. And so one morning I was on this little bay colt and uh, we rode with a, what I called a break in hackamore. I don't know, maybe in Montana or other places they just call it a hackamore, but it's just a noseband with a head stall on it. And then you have one rein that goes around. It's one loop, kind of like a rope and rein. And then the end of it goes through the, uh, the nose piece and you've got a long lead rope, right? And it's called a macate, not a macarty. But that's another story. <laughs> anyway, so we get there, and, and so as we're riding out, Antonio is snubbing for me because this little bay colt loves to buck. He's on a big, big sorrel uh, uh, polo horse, uh, thoroughbred, huge, and he's got that. I mean, the horse, couldn't, the horse I'm on can't do anything, right? I mean, he can try to buck, but he can't, he can't get his head down. And so my horse is like hopping this whole way through here, and I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, I can't even talk to this guy about what we're going to do because I'm still learning Spanish, and he don't know English. And so we, we kind of get to the deal because I was like, hey, Antonio, ¿qué está haciendo? what are you doing? <laughs> you know, what are we doing? And he basically tells me in the little bit of Spanish I know and a few broken English words that we're going to teach this horse how to woe. Okay, let's teach him how to woe. So what he did is he says, we're going to run down this fence line in this sand, and then you tell him woe, and, we're gonna, and I'm going to help you. Okay, sounds good to me. And so we start kind of trotting, and then my horse is kind of humped up, and he's boogery, and, and he keeps getting more line let out on that macate, and we're getting further away from this horse, and he goes, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. So here we go. We are moving like greased lightning down this fence line, and Antonio, I taught him two words, kick him. It came out, kick him. And he's like, kicking, 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 kicking. And I mean, we are flying, and all of a sudden, he dallies on the end of that macate and says, whoa. Well, his horse woed. My horse didn't know woe. And so we went about another 18 feet, and then we were like a human bullwhip. We hit the end of that, and the only thing that kept us all from dying was the fact that I was tied to another horse. And so anyway, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life, right? And I said, I said, what now? And he goes, otra vez, again. <laughs> And so, so I knew right then, man, this was an important part in my development as a man, right? So I tell you what I did, man, I screwed myself down in that seat. And I pulled my hat down tight and I screamed like a girl all the way down. <laughs> Amazing. Ah! It only took about four times that that horse could whoa. On the fourth time, I waited for him to hit the end of it. And when Antonio said, whoa, and he stopped that other horse, that horse stopped on a dime, and I liked it went right between his ears. The first step when learning how to handle hard things better is, man, you've got to be bold. You've got to be bold. Don't look for easy ways out or places to hide. Be bold and build to it. I, I, I love what, what Mitch and Blake uh, their relationship has been because Blake has had the opportunity 
to do some firsts while he's been here. I mean, he gave his first sermon. He roped his first, uh, he necked his first uh, yearling out in the pasture. And during that time, um, and I wasn't there for it, but, but I know Mitch told Blake, roping cattle in the pasture isn't for the timid. You have to be bold because in some situations, the more timid and careful you are, that's when you get hurt. If you want to get through hard things better, if you want to learn how to handle hard things better, even if it's a hard thing within a hard season of your life, you have to learn to be bold and just build to it. Listen, I mean, if something's going to kill you, let it kill you on your feet, not your belly. I mean, think about that seriously. If something's going to kill you, let it kill you on your feet, not your belly, not on your knees crying about something. I mean, sometimes in order to handle hard things better, we just got to stand up and be bold about it. And when I say bold, that does not mean without fear, because here's the thing about being bold, or maybe we can call it courage, is that courage cannot exist in the absence of fear because the very thing required for courage is fear. If you're not scared, you're not courageous. I mean, I, I am not courageous because I drink a cup of coffee, right? I have been courageous by flying down a fence line at mock stupid and hitting the end of a rope and not dying right? That, that's courage. Courage is when you are scared and you still do it. Jesus tells us all the time not to be afraid. Do not fear. It is the most often repeated command in the Bible, okay? Now, you will hear somebody say, well, it says 365 times in the Bible, do not be afraid. Actually, it doesn't, okay? It, it really doesn't, but, but it is. One guy went through the entire Bible and he, th he found 117 instances in the Bible that, that God tells us not to be afraid. But I don't think it's a deal of condemnation, like, well, there's no reason to be scared of that. You know, you don't have to be afraid of that. I think it's one of those things that it's like, you don't have to be afraid. Fear is not required for this, Kevin. Be bold. Jesus tells us all the time not to be afraid, but you know, I, I think it's not like a condemnation, like you shouldn't be afraid. It's like, listen, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. In 2 Timothy 1.7, in the Simplified Cowboy Version, if you're a cool dude and have one, in the Simplified Cowboy Version, say it. Thank you, Nate. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of a sissy, but a spirit of strength, love, and self-control. Because you can't do any of those three things if you're afraid. You, 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 can't, you can't be strong if you're giving in to fear. You can't be strong if, if you're not loving or if you're, you know what I mean? You can't do those three things if you're acting like a sissy. You can't have love, strength, or self-control. For God did not give us a spirit of sissy, but a spirit of strength, love, and self-control. The first step when learning how to handle hard things better, be bold and build to it. Be bold and build to it. <laughs> when we got done with that, I was really hoping we'd be done. But after the fourth time, and it might have been 20 times, I don't even remember. I was just so glad it was over. It's kind of a blur. He calls up that makate, and he comes over to my left side, and he grabs my saddle strings, and he ties the makate. And I look over at him, and this horse, <laughs> it wasn't the most gentle training I've ever done in my life, okay? But different places, different ways of doing things. And uh, so I said, what are we going to do now? And he said, 
now you go ride your horse. And I said, where? And he said, right there. And for the life of me, it really was about the size of this room that we're in right now. But where he told me to ride was basically a field of cactus about as big as this room right here. And he goes, go right in there. I said, it's all cactus. He goes, oh no, there's trails in there. And I said, why are we doing this? And he said, we're going to teach him how to give to your leg in the rain. He said, when the trail goes this way with the cactus, you give him a little bit of rain and a little bit of outside foot. And he said, you do that until he gives to the pressure. Well, all I can think about is that cactus is knee high on my little colt. Not on the colt, on me. This is talking about Texas cactus. Not this little dainty cactus that y'all have in Colorado. You're like, oh, I stepped on the cactus. No, I, I drove my truck into a cactus, okay? That's the difference. And so I look at him with just this, I know, just this horrified terror. And I said, what if he bucks me off? He goes, don't get bucked off. <laughs> Greatest piece of advice I have ever been given. Do not get bucked off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was crazy. Oh, the second step, the second step when learning how to handle hard things better is you got to learn to do hard things. I mean, you'll never get better at hard things by avoiding them, okay? And I know that this is just an add-on to being bold and building to it, but if you want to learn how to handle hard things better, you got to do hard things. But this is the thing, the hardest thing you'll ever do is the right thing. Right? So whenever I say do hard things, I mean do right things. And the right things are God things. So when I say do hard things, I'm talking about right things. And when I'm talking about right things, I mean God things. And God things are not easy. They are not quick. They are not, uh, well, while they can be simple, it's never just like, oh, well, one and done got the been there, got the t-shirt, right? That's what I mean by not simple. And a lot of times, you know what they aren't? The right things, the God things, the hard things, they're not natural things that we would do. It's not, it's not like, you know what? I've been thinking about it, man. My, my reaction to everything is exactly what God wants. <laughs> like even today, man, it's like the exact opposite of that. My natural reaction is never or very, very seldom a God thing right? So if you want to learn to handle hard things better, you've got to do hard things, which are right things, which are God things, right? In other words, practice makes perfect. Pack, pack, practice makes perfect. So does using ours. God things aren't easy, guys. When I talk about doing hard things, how about this? If there's a person that you've got a problem with or you think has a problem with you, have you gone to them and talked to them in person? Yeah. <laughs> That's a God thing. That's a hard thing. That's a right thing. That's biblical. If your brother has something against you, go to him in private and speak to him face to face. That's a hard thing. How about this? We talked about this in our Bible study this morning some. Forgive even when you're right and even when you're hurt. That's a hard thing. That's a right thing. That's a God thing. How about this one? Keep your mouth shut. Quit throwing pearls to pigs. I mean, <laughs> some of you might have seen some of my social media stuff. I try to do like uplifting stuff and everything. And then I've always got that one person, right? That just comes in and just has to 
you know, and everything. And I responded to a guy on a post that I had this week. And anyway, <laughs> I responded to him with, a, with what I felt was a very wise answer that took me nine hours to come up with. The rest of them had cuss words and throat punches in them. No, not really. I mean, I, I, I tried to be, I, I'm learning. It's taken me a while. But, but listen, like he, he kept arguing with me. Well, I, I quit arguing with him because he wasn't there to learn or listen or to have his mind changed. So I did the hard thing and I didn't say anything else. Not one thing. And if you think that is easy for me, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But I mean, I really felt like I had some wisdom and I, and I, I don't even know this guy, but that doesn't, just because I don't really know him doesn't mean I don't care about him. But I wasn't going to throw pearls to pigs because he had no, no reason whatsoever to, to change his mind about anything. So I just let it go. And sometimes that's the hardest thing. Do hard things. You know what? On that line too, don't throw pearls to pigs, but also don't sucker punch someone with scripture. Don't sucker punch someone with scripture. And I actually, I actually said that one time and it was from a post that I read. And um, this one lady said, it's impossible to sucker punch somebody with scripture. And I said, bull, because I actually heard at a funeral one time, a lady's son had died. And this religious fella walked up to her and said, well, your son's burning in hell. Listen, he wasn't a Christian. And, and you know what? That, that, that's a very, very real possibility. Because, but we don't know somebody's heart, right? We don't know anybody's heart. But just because that's biblical doesn't mean you don't go sucker punch somebody with it. That's what I meant by don't sucker punch somebody with scripture, even when they need it, right? Not that that lady needed it, right? Sometimes you just have to sit back and go, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. You want to learn how to handle hard things better? Number one, be bold. I'm not saying anything will make it any easier, okay? But being bold will make you stronger will make you stronger. Second step, do hard things, and hard things are right things, and right things are God things, okay? But you want to hear something cool that I actually did not know until this morning. When I told you that many of you had heard this story, but not the whole story, it's because I didn't even know the whole story. Because you see, about three times I've had to catch myself from telling you what that horse's name was, and I knew what his name meant. I did not know what it translated to. That horse's name was Atrevido, Atrevido. And when I asked, when I asked Antonio, ¿Qué es Atrevido? What, what is Atrevido? He says, scared of nothing. Well, I just always thought Atrevido meant scared of nothing, but this morning I double-checked that. Because, you know, that happened like three years ago, right? You know what Atrevido literally translates to according to Google? Boldness, bold, or a quality of boldness. That's what that means. The horse's name was Atrevido, and he did try to buck me off in that little deal. But because of my preparation, because of my boldness, because of my willingness to do hard things, when that horse blew up in that cactus patch, my training kicked in, and once again, I screamed like a girl, 
No, I did. I, actually, I, I did kind of yell because I was scared to death. I, I, there's no, I, that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. And when he blew up, I did exactly what Antonio told me to do. He said, you jerk his head one way or the other as hard as you can. And he said, and if he lands in a cactus, he quit bucking. <laughs> and you know what happened? We landed in the cactus and he quit bucking. It was, um, it was awesome. So by this time, it's about 11 o'clock, about 1,100 degrees. And you know what we did then? We went and took a nap. Not joking. My favorite thing about that ranch, my, my all-time favorite thing about that ranch is you've heard the Mexican term siesta. It's not a joke. It was so hot down there. I mean, by 11 o'clock, it's 110 degrees and stuff like that. We would start about four o'clock in the morning and work till about 10. And then we wouldn't go back to work till sometimes four or 4.30 in the afternoon. And then we would work till nine o'clock that night. So after, after I was bold, whether I wanted to be or not, after I did hard things, I got to go rest. And it was amazing, all that pent up fear and uncertainty and tears and a little bit of pee. You know, all of that soaks in, right? And so it was nice just to go and be able to relax because the last step we will talk about in learning how to handle hard things better is you need to learn to rest. And this is probably the hardest one on the list. You've got to learn to rest. In Genesis, in Genesis, it says, and on the seventh day, he rested. Learning how to handle hard things better means to grow, And growth consists of at least three things, okay? Be bold, do hard things, and rest. It's really, really difficult to grow without those three things, okay? Now, I find it ironic. (laughs) Well, first off, you can't grow without those three things, but you know what you can do? You can age without those three things. And never confuse aging with growing because those two things are not the same you can age without these things but you cannot grow without these things and i find it ironic that these three main qualities for growth of being bold and building to it of doing hard things and rest we avoid all three of those at nearly any cost we do i mean we're scared so we don't do it Or we're scared so we blow up and we don't handle it right. And then we try to avoid the challenges in our life that are going to make us grow. And then at the very least, Jesus is like, if you can't do nothing else, at least rest. And you're like, well, I ain't going to do that either. We are fickle creatures, are we not? That every single turn is something that could help us to handle hard things better, whether it's being brave and building to it, or, or just doing hard things, whether we like it or not, speaking the truth, even if our voice shakes. And then sometimes you just need a nap. And we don't do it. We don't do it. But you know what? I'm not going to preach or explain what rest means. Every stinking one of y'all are wise enough to walk in here, and I don't have to tell you that you need to rest. Not just because it is you. Not right now, Mitch. You didn't think I saw that, did you? (laughs) That was my no-look pass. (laughs) I'm not going to preach or explain what that means. Y'all know exactly what that means, and you know exactly how well you're doing with it, right? 
But I need to tell y'all one last thing. I'm not smart enough to come up with all of this on my own. Actually, Jesus said all of this in one simple but extremely powerful promise found in Matthew chapter 11 of how to handle hard better. And let me leave you with this. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me. In other words, be bold. Because in Hebrews it says, because of Jesus, now we can come boldly to the throne of grace and receive the gifts that God wants to give us. Come to me. Jesus says, be bold. A lot of people, they don't go to God because they're afraid. You know how I know they're afraid? Because I hear it time and time again. I'm not worthy. No, you're not. Of course you're not. None of us are. But that's fear talking to keep yourself away from God. Come to me. In other words, be bold. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. You know who's weary and heavy laden? Those that are doing hard things. When you, when you are being bold, you're doing things the way Christ says, and everything is still hard, and you feel like it's going to crush you, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Do hard things. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, I didn't come up with all that. I don't know how to handle hard better, but I know how to study my Bible, and I believe in God, and I believe in what God says, and I also believe that nearly each and every one of you have something going on in your life right now. Maybe you're in that hard season, and you're having hard times within that, but maybe it's a good season with just a little hiccup. Regardless of what you're going through, when we are able to be bold, when we're willing to do things the way God says to do them, the how and the why God says to do them. And then at the end of the week, after we busted our tails for six days, and I don't care what day you have to pick, you go work your tail off for six days. And then on the seventh, you do exactly what God said and you rest.